I received the following message from a listener. I'm going to read the whole message. It's not particularly long. Scott, we have an Australian cattle dog mix named Milan who is starting to show signs of aggression around people. We found a highly recommended dog training company who took our dog for two weeks to their facility to break him of this aggression to people. Initially, when we brought him home, he seemed better around people. We were very impressed. But after two to three weeks, we observed that Milan is actually much worse now and barks and lunges when he just sees people, even at a very long distance. We are getting very worried. I think he even wants to bite my dad and others in my family now. We called the training company back about this, and they said, we need to jerk the leash much harder when we are correcting him for his aggression. We don't feel good about doing this anymore because things just keep getting worse for our dog and us instead of better. To add salt to the wound, we spent almost $4,000 for this training. Can you help us? I'm afraid that we're going to have to put Milan to sleep if we can't do something about this. The thought of this breaks our hearts more than you know. Listeners, I wish this kind of message to me was rare, but it isn't. I see some form of this probably once a week. Facilities that take your dog for extended periods of typically one to three weeks for various training are called boarding trains, and that's what she's referring to in her note to me. There are pros and cons when using these services for general dog training like sit, stay, down, come. Dog owners must be extremely careful when selecting one of these services or training companies. Where I see problems with boarding trains is when they take on aggression cases, especially human aggression cases. Many of my clients come to me with very aggressive dogs after their dog has been to a board and train facility for one to three weeks for purportedly treating aggression. Their aversive techniques, including shot collars, prong collars, choke collars, leash snaps, throwing things at the dog, yelling at the dog, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, can cause an observed improvement in aggressive displays in the short run, but make things worse in the long run. The reason for this is a concept called masking that I discuss in other episodes. In today's episode, I want to talk with you about using board and trains to treat dog aggression. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Scott Schaefer, and you're listening to the Dog Aggression Answers Podcast. I've worked with thousands of aggressive dogs and their owners, and I'm certified by two international certifying organizations in dog behavior. In this podcast series, I'll explain why your dog is acting aggressively and provide recognized science-based answers, things you can do to make things better. Understanding and addressing your dog's aggression will make living with your dog better and, let's not forget, Improve your dog's life, too. It sounds so convenient. Just ship your dog to a dog training facility for two weeks, write a check, and they'll come back the dog you've always envisioned. If only it was that easy. There are certainly good board and trained dog trainers and dog training facilities. Unfortunately, some use techniques and practices that make me and should make you uncomfortable. These techniques and practices are especially concerning 
when they take on aggression cases. The following are some things for you to consider before sending your dog to a board and train facility. They're not all bad, but you must be careful. These apply whether you're sending your dog to a board and train for general dog training like sit, stay, down, come, but they are especially applicable if you are sending your dog for aggression. And they are doubly applicable if you're sending your dog to a board and train for human aggression. These are presented in no particular order. Let's get started. The first thing I want to mention is that treating dog aggression takes months, not days or even weeks. Also, all dogs learn at different rates. We can't artificially impose certain periods, whether it be a two-week period or a six-month period, for a specific dog to learn something. They all learn at their own rate just like humans. To think that anyone or any organization could favorably and durably change a dog's significant aggression issues in exactly two weeks is naive at best and dangerous at worst. If only it was that easy and fast. It's not. Lack of patience from dog owners is one of the reasons I think that boarding trains who treat aggression even exist. People like quick results that can be obtained by writing a check. It's just part of being human, and I certainly understand it. We don't want to be patient, and this is especially true for aggressive dogs. They want to get the problem fixed now. The second thing I'd like to mention about board and trains is that they can really be expensive. Board and train facilities typically charge, from what I've seen, $2,500 to $4,000 and up for training your dog for a couple of weeks. A certified and very experienced dog behavior consultant, on the other hand, an individual, typically charges $200 to $500 per hour to work one-on-one with a dog with significant behavior issues and its owner. So just think about that for a second. A top-notch certified dog behavior consultant could spend five sessions, like one-hour sessions, with you and your dog for the bottom end cost range of a board and train facility. Forgetting the effectiveness of board and trains, investigate the actual costs. The third point I'd like to make with you, how much time are board and trains going to give your dog? Are they going to work multiple hours a day with your dog or are they going to work a few minutes a day and cram a day or two before you pick them up? Is your dog going to spend 23 hours per day in a crate or kennel when at a board and train? Ask yourself, does your dog really need to be gone for two or more weeks for this? Fourth thing, this is a little subtle, but I think it's very important and it applies to all areas where your dog is away from you, whether it's board and train, groomers, vets, etc. Remember, behind closed doors, No one cares for your dog more than you, period. Are you confident they will treat your dog humanely and properly in your absence? I'm a little jaded about this and probably about a lot of things relating to dogs because I've seen too much. Let me just let it at that. I've seen too much. You cannot be too careful. The fifth point, any dog trainer or dog training school knows 
the quick and easy way to get training results or what look like results is through the use of aversive punishment, such as shock collars, prong collars, etc. While this may be a time-efficient technique for a board to train, it can cause all kinds of long-term behavior issues that revolve around fear, which makes aggression worse, which is why I see so many of my clients who have been to these boarded trains and then a month later, they're on my doorstep. This is the primary reason. The sixth thing let's talk about. Dog training is really people training. It's so funny to me. I'll be into my second or third session with many of of my great clients and they'll say to me, gosh, Scott, you know what I'm really realizing? You're really training me, not the dog. And I will quickly respond with something like, you're 100% correct. I am absolutely 100% training you because you live with the dog and you're in a position to impact the dog's behavior. You're around them 100% of the time. So yes, I am absolutely training you and demonstrating on the dog. Being with the dog during training and observing that and being part of that is so important. If a dog's human family is not intimately involved in the training process, how can the family adequately reinforce what has been trained? A one-hour session with the owners after two weeks of a board and train in order to show what has been trained during that two-week period is not enough. That doesn't work. That's puffery. That's a feel-good exercise. It's not enough. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about here, and this is a good one. I think everyone is aware that dogs used by the DEA, Drug Enforcement Agency, and law enforcement in general are highly trained dogs. Of course they are. If you've ever seen them in action, it's amazing. They're very highly trained. Do you know how often, at a minimum, these dogs go through refresher training? Once a week, as long as they are in service. Once a week. There is no way that one of these DEA or law enforcement dogs could be trained and then turned loose for years of service with no recurrent training. It's just not how this works. It's not the way dogs learn and retain learning. To think that an aggressive pet dog could be exposed to training for two weeks and then we're to assume that everything is fine after that is, as I referenced earlier, naive at best, and dangerous at worst. The seventh thing I want to mention, for dogs dealing with anxiety and fear issues like aggression, taking the dog out of the owner's home and into a foreign facility for a couple of weeks can introduce anxiety into the training process that works against the whole process. When you take an aggressive dog into a vet's office or to a groomer, for example, This almost always increases their reactive behaviors such as aggression or avoidance. And avoidance would look like hiding, trembling, that kind of stuff, which occur because of increased fear and anxiety as a result of being in an unfamiliar facility. What's the bottom line here? What's our conclusion? It's one thing for board and trained facilities to train dog obedience, such as sit, stay, down, come, etc., It's another for them to take on significant behavior cases such as aggression and to do so in a prescribed two-week period in a facility the dog is most likely not comfortable in. And this is really true 
when it comes to human aggression and extremely true when it comes to moderate to severe aggression. Are there good boarding trains? Yes. Yes, some of my professional peers manage reputable and competent board and train facilities. But I can tell you one thing. I can count them on one hand. There aren't very many, in my opinion. I have no problem whatsoever referring dog owners to them. But I feel a lot more comfortable when it's a typical obedience-type dog training issue versus a behavior issue. Before you send your dog away for training, especially to treat aggression, please do your homework. We will continue to look into issues relating to treating and manage aggression in dogs in future episodes. I know it can be challenging and even embarrassing having an aggressive dog. But please remember, you don't have a bad dog. You have a fearful dog, and that's what needs to be treated. Treating the fear is what helps to decrease the aggression. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on any of the popular podcast players. There are a couple of buttons at the bottom of the landing page on dogaggressionanswers.com if you'd like to leave me a message. I try to answer all messages and always appreciate your input, of course. Before I sign off, I want to remind you that the information presented in this podcast is for educational purposes only. If you have a dog who is aggressive and dangerous to humans or animals, please consult directly with a certified dog behavior consultant who specializes in dog aggression. Always take proper measure to ensure that your dog is never in a position to injure any human or animal. Thank you for joining me today. Before you go, please subscribe if you haven't already. If not for yourself, do it for your dog. If you find these episodes helpful, please leave a review. I'll see you next time as we continue your journey of addressing your dog's aggression. Now go hug your dog.